0: Hi, I'm Spencer And I'm Blake And, and you're about, about to get, get jumped. jumped Welcome to episode 37 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped A weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to But you just totally still watch it This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Hunter x Hunter with Hisoka versus Castro
1: Castro Holy shit! That's like... He's, he's like... Wait, did he die this year? Or was that last year? Oh man... It's really weird to think about like history and think about like a dead dictator that like shaped the like formative years of your life. I'm getting That's real introspective
0: this on this opening, you guys. No. Let's just um, can we can we just let's jump in and just jump.
1: In. Oh man!
0: Well, here we are it's again, a weird opening, everyone, you guys. <laughs> this is uh episode 37 that's pretty sweet we're moving right along oh yeah uh, that's cool it's not like a milestone episode but it is sort of because it's the f- the first and only it's, time we've done 37 episode. episodes <laughs>
1: is what you're saying that we have done 37 episodes
0: yeah i like it it's good it is one
1: more than the maximum amount of episodes that we had done before <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's also technically our thirty episode that we've recorded, and we've done it over. I think, or sorry, thirty eighth episode that we've recorded, and we've done it over thirty eight weeks. So this is, we've been doing it for a while. It's cool. I like it. It's going well. I hope you. Get, I hope you yeah. guys also feel that it's going well. I feel yeah. that it's going well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a really good week. I thought. Um, I actually watched yeah, all of mostly. these today earlier and then took a nap and now I'm recording about it, but usually yeah, i watch them like spread out, but these were good and they, and they worked really well in a line.
1: Yeah. And they told like one complete story, which was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, or I actually, think I mean, it's like, two you could break them down into two. Either. Yeah. You could
0: do, we're doing four episodes today. You could do two sets of two and they would work really well together or you can do all four. And I think they still work pretty well together.
1: Yeah. So, um, we're, we're not going to do much jibber jabbering at the top. Uh, we're just going to go straight into the (laughs) episode this week. Um, mostly because like, I I don't know, man, I'm, I'm pretty pumped to talk about these because this is like, this is like a, one of the first times that the show has really like turned up the bar a lot. Um, That's true. I have a lot of,
0: I was just thinking before I called you that, um, these are maybe some of my favorite Hunter X Hunter episodes. Like, and uh, sorry, anybody out there. You can also call it Hunter Hunter if you want to, but we're not going to. We talked about it before, so... Yeah, for real. If that hurts okay. you, then I'm sorry. But, yeah, uh...
1: <laughs> all of those people.
0: <laughs> um, so... So, uh... These are really good episodes. This is also, like... I think for me, it, it's got a lot of... It's got good fights and, and good moments of fighting, but... Most of that is also mixed in with, like, interesting powers being used in interesting ways. Um, I think Castro, as you'll see, has an interesting power that doesn't feel super unique, but is used in a way that I think makes it feel more unique than it it usually is when you see people with that ability. And then Mm -hmm. we're actually also going to see Hisoka and learn a little bit about what he's actually able to do today. And his powers are really cool, really creative. Yeah. Blake says
1: we're gonna learn a little bit about them, but what he really means is we're gonna have a really badass, super cool ability that's gonna be happening, and then also they're going to explain away all the magic of Ahsoka.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. It's great, and I think that's one of my favorite things about shonen anime is like they get, you know, most of them these days will have creative special powers. And a lot of the time, those powers might be something that seems sort of mundane, but they find a way creatively to turn the mundane into something powerful or amazing or dangerous. And I love that. So this really has a lot of stuff that I'm into, and I really enjoy it. And I think Hunter x Hunter has a really good uh, couple of episodes next And then there's the Phantom Troop arc, which for me is a little hit or miss. And then there's Greed Island, which I love. Yeah. Um
1: so we are going to go ahead and talk about the previously on Hunter x Hunter. Um our main characters inside of the show, um for these episodes really you only need to know about Gon and Killua. Um to a lesser extent you need to know about Hisoka. He's basically um the evil clown um rape demon from outer space. Not an um, actual he's... demon, but
0: very scary. <laughs>
1: He's um, he's pretty awful, and he but like his fight techniques are pretty cool in this episode. Um, Gone is uh, the uh, the best boy, um, uh-huh. basically the nicest the kid, kid on the kid planet. Ever.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, and then there's Killua, who is uh, a small assassin from a family of assassins. He's small because who, he's
0: twelve. <laughs> Uh, He assassins so much assassins. This is also interesting because I didn't think about this before, but Hisoka, I think he is really painted as scary throughout the series because of how skilled he is. But he's also painted as, like, scary and creepy because he has this weird sort of, like, sexual association with the potential of these young boys. And it's really unsettling and uncomfortable. And at this point in the show, he still has a little bit of that, but it's not as directed at them. I don't know. It's toned down a little bit, I think. So where it doesn't feel quite so pedophilic and you're also starting to get into like what he actually can do. So he starts to become scary, not because he's like creepy and maybe a sexual predator, but because he's like just that powerful and it's scary. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Um, And, we also the have Wing. kids are
1: battling by yeah. the way inside oh, yeah. of uh, Heaven's Arena,
0: which is a big tower yeah. where you fight. Um, they have a trainer right now. His name's Wing, and Wing has another pupil named Zushi. We'll meet them. Um, there's a couple of other characters we'll meet that we'll introduce on the way. Yeah, that we that we've seen Wing before. Is,
1: <laughs> Wing is a dumb character. He's so I, weird. We he's like so blandly episodes.
0: designed. He's literally just yeah, exposition a- in a half tucked in shirt. <laughs>
1: And also, I was like, like, at some point, it's like, yeah, tuck that shit in, dude. Or pull it out. Do one or the other.
0: I'm like, what is the design choice of showing him with half of his shirt untucked? Because he doesn't read like a character that's disheveled or that isn't paying attention to his appearance um, or that doesn't care. None of those things fit, and all of those things feel like that would be why you would design the character like that. So I don't know what's going on. I think maybe it's just one of those things that happened and... Maybe maybe the character was designed to do something else that than what he ended up doing. Um anyway, today yeah. we're watching episode thirty one, thirty two, thirty three, and thirty four. So we're gonna get started with thirty one.
1: Destiny X and X tenacity. Um Gone, uh and Killua are still training um and getting ready. Um uh ever since Gone got hurt in his last match,
0: yeah, he's he, been he um, broke some bones, including his arm. Um, it's been a month, he is now healed and that's how we open up. Um, and that is surprising even to Killua who's known him for a little bit now and he just healed way too quickly. Basically. It's not like, Mm. I I guess that suggests that there's something wrong and that we'll discover what is wrong. That's not true. He heals really fast. People are shocked by it. It's not like a plot point. Uh, but yeah, he's ahead of schedule. That's what's going on.
1: It is a plot point.
0: Uh, I mean it's important to the plot But the fact that he heals really quickly Is not important for these episodes at least it, I mean
1: Not for right now But it goes into what his powers actually are
0: Yeah but no. right now He's just particularly What is it virile He's particularly virile No it's kind <laughs> of okay, it. sure.
1: Anyways, Hisoka is uh, is is playing the surprise card for Gone and he has bought him tickets to see Hisoka battling against uh, this uh, he, guy He meant to say Killua Castro.
0: bought tickets, not Hisoka bought tickets.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Killua bought tickets to watch Hisoka battle against Castro, and not Fidel Castro, who I referenced in the opening, yeah. um, which I, I'm going to go back to. Did he die oh, this year, or did he die last year? I think it was last year. I, Okay. Can um, we talk about how weird it is when people are, like, talking about how important the death of a crazy dictator that killed people is? Uh, I just... You know... don't know how I feel about that.
0: I do feel like I can kind of understand it in a way that I probably wouldn't have been able to understand two years ago. So...
1: Oh. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, we have so, been living under the Shroud of Turin.
0: Yeah, of a uh, somebody who thinks dictators are really doing it right, which is
1: I don't think that's a, not I don't chilling think that at all. Reference made any sense? <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, so they're talking about Hisoka's record before um, before this fight gets going, which was interesting. Um, if you'll remember, there's like a you can't lose four times, or you get knocked down from the floor where they are in the battle tower, and. Uh, if you win ten times, you go on to become something called a floor champion or something. And uh, Hisoka's record right now is eight and three, so he's actually one loss away from getting knocked off of the two hundredth floor. But there's a big caveat here, which is that he's only lost three fights due to forfeiting from not showing up. And in the fights that he's had, he has only given up four points, um, which is to say, when you're when these fights are being held there's a referee who's awarding points if you are able to knock your opponent down or land a clean hit and uh hisoka has only given up four points which is a strikingly low number and in fact uh one of those points was a knockdown the other three were clean hits and he is fighting today against castro it's a rematch and castro is the only one who was able to knock down hisoka and also got two of the three clean hits on him so this is kind of a big deal um yeah, yeah. A sort of Anyways, match to go back you will. to this
1: thing that has nothing to do with this episode. Oh great. Um, the Shroud of Turin is um is something that's like biblical. Um I thought it was god, I'm trying to think of like the reference from like one of the Tolkien books that I was talking about. And it's like it's like is it the Veil of Shadows? What are you talking Wait, about? The veil I, don't,
0: of what you, I don't know what you're talking about or what you're getting okay, at.
1: Okay, so earlier I made a reference to Shroud of Turin, and Shroud of Turin is something like biblical, but I thought that I was talking about the thing from um, that they reference in Stranger Things, the Veil of Shadows.
0: Oh, like the, the other worlds?
1: Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Anyways, I'm just I'm so glad so we're on mad at this digression. A terrible reference. This is wonderful. You have been talking about the show, and I have been just off reading <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> this is like,
0: this is definitely the most disjointed we've ever been at the beginning of our coverage. <laughs> even though we managed to the most skip disjointed we've, the disjointed we've ever part been. at the beginning.
1: <laughs> There's no way. There's I mean, no uh, way that we've been like, like. Less disjointed... Wait, no. Oh, my I'm God. I'm saying less <laughs> So, anyway... Earlier, you guys, there was this dog, and this dog was being crate trained. of a bitch. Um, oh, man. I do want to talk about these episodes, but I'm, like, so insanely distracted by just the things around me. Weren't you just um, telling me
0: how excited you were to talk about these episodes?
1: <laughs> I love these episodes so much. I just so Okay, anyways... Um, Have we gotten to the part where we talk about, like, Castro starting the fight with
0: Ahsoka yet? No. So Wing tells Gon that he's not allowed to go watch the match because that's going to count as training in Nen. And basically, Gon is in timeout for two months. Um, That time limit was set because that was supposed to be how long it took him to heal. But even though he's all healed up now, Wing is kind of taking a hardline stance. So basically, Gon doesn't actually get to go to the match. He's just going to have to watch a recording of it later. Kilowatt does go. And he also wants to go take a little trippy-chip to see uh, Castro before the match starts. And he doesn't really explain what he's doing. um, But there's one thought that occurred to me. So... Kilua wants to sneak past this guard. There's basically like a T intersection in the hallway and there's a guard standing there. And then down at the end of the the hallway past the guard is where Castro's room is. So Kilua fires like a bean from his hand or something. Past the guard's face. That and, sentence is ridiculous.
1: It's anime, so Kilowai fires
0: a bean from his hand. <laughs> he has like a bean or a seed or some tiny object that he flicks so fast and hard that it like slams into the other wall like a gunshot, and it distracts See, the guard. That makes
1: more sense than shoots a bean out of his hand.
0: <laughs> he shoots the bean. So, <laughs> so Kilowai slips past the guard in this moment, and I'm like is the guard really that unaware of what's going on around him and that unable to see through what's really a simple deception. Like this is basically the cool anime version of throwing a can to make a noise over there. And like (laughs) the guard is fooled by it immediately. And I'm like, this is, this is a floor for like insanely powerful warriors. Like if you as a guard are not able to see through such a simple trick, you're not helpful, and you should be off doing something else. Uh, yeah, and th-
1: the biggest question that I had with this is that why is this guard here? I don't understand what he's guarding in the first place. I'm assuming Ar- he's like- supposed
0: to be guarding uh, Castro because he's about to compete in this fight or whatever, so he's like making sure people don't disturb him or, I don't know, that nobody like tries to take him out before the fight starts or whatever. Um hmm. It's not explained. Anyway, Killua goes to see Castro and he kinda sneaks up onto Castro's room and sees him sitting in there. And then he has like a sort of an evil aura that surrounds him, and I'm not sure what he's doing. Like, he doesn't say what he's gonna do. It seems kind of like he wants to attack or kill Castro, which I would say well, is what he did. slightly he out did of character.
1: The, he uses the ability that he learned where he can hide his nin. And so he uses his, like, hide-and-in ability so that he can sneak up on him. And when he sneaks up on him, the Castro appears behind him. And he appears behind him and says something. And then he turns around to go see him. But in his mind, he's like... I snuck up on him and I didn't take my eyes off of him until after he spoke. So he was behind me while I was watching him. So there's no way that he could possibly have done this. Yeah. And specifically Castro's says like, he was
0: watching the door. So he didn't see him leave yeah. the room and he's so confused. Um, yeah, He's
1: like, uh, Castro tells him, well, the reason why this is, uh, this is important, um, to know how to hide your nin is that you should do this before you even got on the floor with me because I keep a reference of every single person around me, especially with as large and as powerful aura as you have.
0: Yeah. I liked that, too, that Castro is like, oh, I know, he, like, calls Killua by his name, and Killua's like, you know me, and he's like, oh, I watch all of my competitors. And it was, like, it was yeah. cool. It was kind of a moment of respect, and, you know, they've been dealing with kind of the classic characters that give them shit because they're kids, and they probably got here on a fluke or a technicality. But, like, Castro, he knows what's up. Like, he knows that just because they're kids it doesn't mean that they haven't been training really hard or have, you know, crazy ability, and he respects that. And I I liked that a lot. So, uh, that's pretty much everything before the fight. So, let's go ahead and get to fighting. So,
1: um, Castro has fought against Hisoka a couple of years before. He lost to Hisoka, but he was able to knock him down and get a couple two years, yeah. Um, get a couple of clean hits on Hisoka inside of that fight. So he um, immediately starts out by going into the stance, um, where he, like, brings both of his hands kind of, like, slightly out, um, makes, like, a like a tiger position of his hand when he's gonna attack. Um, there's, like, a whole bunch of different martial art styles, and one of them is, like, um, like, tiger claw or something, and that's what the stance that he's doing. Um, and he goes to attack, um, uh, Hisoka, and he swings Hisoka and dodges his right hand as it comes across his face, and then, uh, like, his hand then hits Hisoka. So Hisoka's kind of, like, taken aback by this and doesn't really understand what's happening, and he is taken aback but not as much as uh, Killua is taken aback. <laughs> yeah, because was up in the stands in the like, stands. what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah,
0: this happens two or three times where Castro tries to land a hit Hisoka visibly dodges it and then gets hit anyway. And Killua's like, "What is going on?" And <laughs> then, oh hey, what's uh, going on? How is he hitting him? <laughs> so, oh god, I'm so sorry. Oh for my stars and garters. <laughs> so, uh, so Castro has gotten in a few good hits. Um, he's also managed to knock Hisoka down at least once. And then he's, he's basically like, he's, this is a grudge match. And he's like, Hisoka, I think you're overconfident. And I think you're being kind of a jackass. And uh, if you are going to keep acting like this, I'm going to take your arm. Um, Meaning he's going to remove it from Hisoka's body. And Hisoka just holds his arm out and is like, okay, here it is. And Castro lunges at him. And then at the last moment he sort of vanishes and he's like if you're gonna hold out your arm I'll take I'll take it and then he's like vanishes and appears behind hisoka and he's like but I'll take the other one and he slashes hisoka's arm off and it goes flying. Um,
1: hisoka yeah. then picks up his arm while well, he catches it. <laughs> show, yeah, in a true show of craziness. He picks up his arm and starts spinning his dismembered arm on his finger. Like, really while, casually. <laughs> yeah. While Castro is like, What is happening? Okay. Well, if you're going to sk- still comp- continue to be cocky, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, make sure that you know that I'm taking this really serious. That he starts to go into a stance again. And then Hisoka's like, Okay. You told me if I stopped dodging, I would notice how you did this. And I figured it out. You're attacking with a clone of yourself or a um, an a extra version of yourself. Yeah, a doppelganger created from his own nin. Meanwhile, Wing tells us the dumbest story about doppelgangers. That yeah, has I guess
0: nothing to do with this. <laughs> I think this is just like the myth about doppelgangers, or like a myth about doppelgangers, like as a sort of mythological force. Is that like? If you have a doppelganger and you run into your doppelganger, you start to feel bad, I guess, until Mm. one of you dies, I I suppose.
1: Yeah,
0: And I I think there's probably some classic stories about doppelgangers as like a concept, sort of like, again, mythologically. And it just, um, Mm. it's like, okay, sure. But that's not what this is, so let's just get back to it. So, (laughs) whatever, Wing. So, um, we're going (laughs) to... Move into episode thirty two. So episode thirty one was cool. It was the start of the fight. We got to see Castro's sweet ability and he totally had the upper hand. Thirty-two is going to be not the same.
1: <laughs> yes. So Castro is getting ready to uh attack Oh wait, um, aren't you gonna Ahsoka say the again. episode
0: title? Oh god. That's yes. what I wait um, for sorry. every Hunter X Hunter episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, AX surprising X win. So Hsoka is <laughs> Ahsoka is going to do uh, the grossest magic trick of all time. It's pretty so cool. Actually, he 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 takes uh, his severed arm and he puts it underneath a handkerchief, and then he like pulls up the handkerchief and it turns into a whole bunch of cards and falls on the ground. And then the arm he is gives gone. A, yeah, and the arm it turns is into gone. thirteen <laughs> cards,
0: specifically one of each number.
1: Yes. And he says to the crowd uh, a very long and convoluted story about how he can predict what number you're going to predict.
0: Uh-huh. And then he's like. He asks everybody <laughs> to do a math. It, it's like one of those things where you're trying to get the calculator to say boobs or something like that, Or he's like, take a number, then add this, now multiply all of that, now subtract, now divide, now subtract. It's like they literally put the math equation up on the screen. <laughs> and I was like. Okay, and then, like, they show shots of people in the crowd that are like, What did he say? (laughs) Yeah, all I could think
1: about during this was we wrote this joke in Tenants where you were like, You woke me up to ask me a math question. Yeah, I
0: thought about that too. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Anyways, he's like, uh, He's like, The number that you have is one. And then he pulls out the Ace of Spades from his stomp. Of an arm that was left after his arm got cut off. It's very gross. Which is and so he gross. throws
0: it at Castro. <laughs> also, they're going to explain why he does everything he does in this sequence of events in a minute. And they do explain why he does this, but they don't explain how he got the card up there. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that.
1: <laughs> Wait, how he got the card where?
0: Up his arm. His, in his arm? Yeah.
1: I mean, he just... He just put it there with sleight of hand. I'm know. assuming,
0: uh, you know, it's an easy thing to hand wave because he's an anime magician. So he can do well, things that normal magicians can, but anime.
1: Well, all you really have to do is just palm the ace of spades in your hand as sure. you plunge it into your stump of an arm uh-huh. and then pull out the ace of spades as if it's yeah. been in there the whole time. You not know, be have, ridiculous, blitz. Well, I
0: didn't, I have never practiced that trip personally. So that's on me. That's on me.
1: Yeah, I like that you're upset about the the least ridiculous actual part of this magic
0: trick. <laughs> so Hisoka pulls a think card... Of a,
1: th- think of a stump of an arm as a sleeve. It's been up his sleeve the whole time.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So Hisoka pulls this card out of his stump arm and throws it at Castro's stump face. Arm. Yeah, who sl- slaps it away and then... Um, Then he... caster's like, well, I'm gonna take your other arm because you're being a dick. And uh, Hisoka just holds out his other arm and he's like, okay, here you go.
1: And so he attacks with his technique and he's like, it's actually... The real version of this technique is just the real... uh, it, It just has the words the real at the beginning of the technique. The it's real tiger the name. claw yes. or whatever. And it's just like, oh, cool. That's a great name for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Way, way to create your own world there, Castro. So Castro's yeah. doppelganger comes and attacks Hisoka and removes his arm. And H- Hisoka's like, ugh. You attacked me with your doppelganger. I thought if you would attack me with... or he was like, He's basically like, I wondered which one you were going to attack me with. And if you attacked me with your real self, I would have hit you back with this. And he reveals that his right arm is reattached. And he's like... Everybody is like, what? How did he get his arm back? And then... Um, Hisoka is like... um, Here's the deal. Now I understand how y- your ability works. So it's not going to work on me anymore. Um yeah. and then he says that And then
1: that, he tells him a prediction. He's yeah. like, "I predict that you are going to die dancing in a ridiculous fashion."
0: It's yeah. Just and you can uh, see that Castro at each moment is starting to crack. The it, the foundations of Castro crack, cracking have been laid for the whole battle, which is that Hisoka has been implacable. He has been completely relaxed and nonchalant about the whole thing, and even sort of mocking and condescending. And Castro is really into this fight, and Hisoka hasn't really batted an eye, even though he's had his limbs removed. Now he has his arm back on, that's shaken Castro. He has now been told that his ability, like Hisoka can see through his ability so it won't work anymore. Then Hisoka makes this crazy outlandish prediction about what he's gonna do oh yeah also he said that he had figured out what number castro was thinking of and pulled the card out of his fucking arm like he's totally playing mind games here and it's absolutely working so castro is basically totally cracked and he and his doppelganger launch at Hisoka from either end and Hisoka immediately whips his head around to look at the real one and castro is like what how did you know which one was me and he goes oh well, when you use your Nen to create a doppelganger, you're creating an idealized version of yourself so you don't have wear and tear on your clothes like you would. and he looks Castro looks down and realizes that there's blood on his jacket from where Hisoka threw the card at him earlier. and yeah. he and Hisoka's like, "Oh, did you not know that about your own ability?" That's so weird and it's <laughs> it's great. like it is truly chilling. I totally understand.
1: Yeah, and so, Castro is having a full-on nervous breakdown, and he wants to just get this over with as fast as possible. So he goes on an all-out attack, first with his his doppelganger, and then with himself. But his doppelganger has gone to the left, and uh, Hisoka has knocked the doppelganger out, but in his, like, uh, upset state, Castro has not uh, created or pulled the other one back, so... When Hisoka launches a bunch of like deadly cards from midair,
0: first Castro leaps through the air to get Hisoka while he's like off balance from fighting the doppelganger. And Hisoka's severed arm flies through the air and punches Castro oh, right in the face. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. It's one of the coolest parts of it. Because just, like, comes out of nowhere. And you're like, what the fuck? You're also, like, this is before they've explained Hisoka's ability. All you know is that he can do some weird shit with cards. He's a creepy magician guy. And there has to be some sort of explanation. And there is. And it's a really cool explanation. And we're about to get it. So the fist yeah. comes and punches Castro. And he lands on the ground. And then the 13 cards that Hisoka, like, dropped on the ground when he made that arm that just punched Castro in the face vanish earlier, now fly off the ground and toward Castro as daggers. And yeah. Castro is like, I have to throw up a doppelganger to protect myself. And is like, you can't. You're too rattled. You need a lot of focus to make a human doppelganger from Nen. And you don't have it anymore. And he is right. And Castro gets hit, and it's, like, slow motion. You see every card hit him, and it hurts.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he kills him, I'm pretty sure. I, I think it he dies. He thought... stabs him twice in each arm, and then twice in each leg, and then in his chest, like, four or five times. Right, because that, like be, a, a that would lot be eight, of times. so
0: there's five more in his chest. So, yeah. like, he... He's down. He's definitely unconscious. He has absolutely lost. I thought I remembered them declaring him dead, but I don't remember them saying that in the the episode that I watched. But, like, the way that my TV puts subtitles on there, it's kind of hard to read it depending on what the background is, so I might have just missed it. Um, yeah.
1: Um, after this happens inside of uh, the fight... Uh, We then cut immediately to Killua being, like, really upset that he had just watched this, not understanding what had just happened. And then we see Hisoka walking through, like, the the battle tunnel. And there's, like, this weird girl standing there that has a bag. And she's like, okay, let's do this. Um, And she walks with him up to this room... And she, um, has this badass ability. It's yeah. one of the coolest ones that I've seen so far and probably ever in the show, which is she uses these nin strings to sew people's like blood vessels and severed body parts back together. And, uh, she reattaches them so they can like heal right on top of each other as if they were just cleanly cut and then just reattached to each other. And she yeah. does this for Ahsoka. And then, Hisoka's like, well, did you see what happened? And she explains everything that happens in the fight sequence.
0: Yeah, and this is cool because it sets her up as a badass because she's doing this really cool Nen ability to stitch his arms back on. But she's also explaining what he did. So it's like the fact that it's not a mystery to her means that she's something like his caliber. So what happened was um, first we're going to see Hisoka's ability and what they're called. Um, and then we're gonna see how he used them to beat Castro. <laughs> so, Hisoka's ability one is called Bungee Gum, which is where he stretches out his um, aura and makes it um, adhesive so that he can sort of like attach things and move them sort of unnaturally as though he has like telekinetic powers or something like that. And then his other ability is called Texture Surprise which is basically he's able to, like... He uses handkerchiefs. It's not clear if he could use other materials, but he uses handkerchiefs to, like, um, cover up something, and then he can, like, magically disguise the texture to make it look like something else. Um, Yeah,
1: and one of my favorite parts about this is that both of those names of those abilities come from like these two different kinds of candy. One is from a bubble gum and one is from like this weird other, like it's like chocolate or something. And he's telling this to her and she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, why would I care about that? And then he tells her the texture surprise. And she's like, again, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) So, um, so the story of how he beat Castro is so cool. So, At the beginning of the fight, he's basically just toying with Castro and trying to figure out exactly how his ability works and laying the foundations to psychologically defeat Castro from the beginning of the fight. Then things change a little ways through it. Um, His arm has been removed, and essentially he's going to do the magic trick where he makes his arm vanish, and that is when he starts using his Nen to win the fight. So he uses his bungee gum to attach um, 15 strings. There's 13 attached to one of each of the 13 cards. Then he attaches one to the handkerchief and he attaches one to the arm. He covers the arm in the handkerchief. He makes it appear to vanish by removing the handkerchief and the 13 cards fall out and fall on the ground. The handkerchief falls nearby. The arm moved up into the sky, up like sort of into the rafters where we can't see it. Um, he's he still got 15 strings attached to them. So then um, uh, Castro is like, I'm going to take your other arm. And so Hisoka h- holds his arm out to Castro and unbeknownst to Castro extends another bungee gum string from that fist to Castro's cheek. And he also transfers the the 15 holds to his like arm socket. Um, then... He's going to pull out the card from his, um, this might've happened before he held out his fist, but he pulls out the card from his, like, uh, his stub and he throws the card and basically uses that to transfer the 13 strings of bungee gum for each of the cards from him to Castro. So now they're attached where they're going to land later. So we've got a string from his attached arm to Castro's face, 13 cards attached to Castro's body at different places, and then a string to Hisoka's severed arm and his handkerchief attached to his arm stub. Castro attacks him and removes his other arm. And then in order for Hisoka to do the magic trick where his arm is reattached, what he actually does is he pulls his arm and the handkerchief back together He holds his arm in place instead of actually reattaching it, and he covers it with the handkerchief and uses the texture surprise to make it look like skin. So this is actually just a psychological move to fuck with Castro. Now Castro is disheveled. His ability starts to fall apart, and then Hisoka basically uses the attachments that he made earlier to seal Castro's fate. So when Castro leaps at him, he sort of initiates the bungee gum attached to Castro's face so that his now severed arm will come punching into him, which knocks him down. And then he unleashes the last 13 so that the cards will go and stab into him. And it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. So this is all to say that Hisoka is very far ahead of uh, our lead two characters and Killua has left the stadium thinking, Oh shit. I don't understand what the fuck just happened. I need to study nin more. And he goes and tells Gon the exact same thing. He's like, we, we need to, we need to do some work because we are way behind these guys. Yeah. Um, We're also
0: gonna, at the end of this episode, get a little bit of setup for the next arc in that the girl with the uh, ability to sew his arm back on reveals that she's part of the phantom troop and that the boss of the phantom troop has said that, um, they're all going to show up in a place called York new city in like a month or two. And basically they can all tell that Hisoka's probably not going to show up. And she's like, the boss said that everybody has to show up. You can't decide not to. Um, if you don't show up, he's probably going to hunt you himself. And she leaves. And then we see her thinking about hisoka and she is aware that hisoka has joined the phantom troop, not because he cares about being part of the group, but because he kind of views them as an interesting and entertaining target. Meanwhile, Hisoka is showering and we see the phantom troop symbol, which is a spider tattoo on his back with the number four on it. Um, and then he removes it and it turns out that that's actually a handkerchief with texture surprise on it. So his, his, uh, basically like his visible symbol of his membership is essentially a ruse. Um, which is not to say that he's not actually a part of the troop. He is, but that what that means is basically that he doesn't actually have like any sense of real loyalty to the group. Um, yeah. anyways.
1: anyways, let's go on ahead into the next episode, episode thirty-three, and X Empty X Threat. So, um, <laughs> gone. <laughs> so, gone is um, finally at the the point where he can start studying again. Um, and we're gonna have, um, a little bit of, like, a, uh, like a training montage mixed with, like, a not training montage here in a little bit, um, uh, which is to say that the training montage is just, like, it cuts to, like, a still shot of them doing things. Um, but first, we get gone getting the ability to use the stuff again, and we find out that the... It's so stupid. He, he, he talks about, like, the, the promise thing that he ties around gon's finger and he's like if if you would try to use it you wouldn't have been able to because i put my nin inside of there to stop it and they're like really and he's like no i was just joking and then in the next second when gon uses his ability he was like that's because i tied it with my nin and it broke because of it and they were like oh and i was like wait a minute then why did you say you
0: didn't do that before (laughs) well he so there is a difference he said that he had tied the string with a Nen that would basically prevent Gon from being able to do it, when actually he tied it with a string that would just react to Gon trying it by breaking. So that's it's a, it's a subtle difference, but it, essentially it's whether or not Gon would have been able to do it. So he uh, was always able to do it, he just uh, shouldn't, and he didn't, so the string didn't break, and when he does it, it breaks. Um, Anyways. We, we also find out that Gon is better able to use 10 which is basically sort of like uh surrounding himself in his aura um even though he hasn't been practicing it for two months and essentially the the idea is that they've been like so focused on sort of their life energy that they're getting better at it even if they haven't been directly practicing Mm -hmm. um and then they watch the video of Hisoka's fight and learn a new two new abilities there's lots of names for these abilities we'll mention them but uh these are the kinds of things that they mention a lot in this arc like every different kind of thing you can do with Nen has a name and they yeah. mention it a lot here and then they don't really mention it by name as much as the series goes on so it's it's not a big deal if you don't remember it but basically so, one technique is called In, su- which is you can conceal your aura in battle which is kind of like what Gon did earlier but uh, you're able to still move while you do it and then Gyo yeah. which allows you to see other people's aura even if they're trying to conceal it but you have to like you basically have to sacrifice other abilities in order to do this.
1: Yeah. So in order to use your, um, Gyo, you have to focus and turn on your Ren, which is like an expulsion of all of your different nin energy inside of you. And then focus that Ren on your eyes so that your eyes can see through, um, somebody's in Specialize all does... again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when Zushi does this, um, he's able to see that there are strings coming from Hisoka inside of the video that they're watching of the battle between Hisoka and Castro. Um, he then talks about how he can see thirteen strings inside of there, and um, his, his Wings like, "That's close. It's a good job. You're 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 doing better." Um, good and then job, Zushi. So tired. Zushi is so, after Zushi doing is this one so time. Krillin. <laughs> yes. He's trying the hardest. He he tries very very hard, and just at every step the of the way, lottery. he is getting. Yeah, he's getting completely surpassed by these other two kids that are with him. He yeah. is a little bit younger than them, but at the same time, he's just like
0: uh, he's also been training really, for a unbiased. long time, and they're already mm-hmm. as good or better than him, and they will be better than him by the end of this episode.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they have this part where they're like training with, um, with Ren and then they're not tired and he is insanely tired and they, they're like, we can go further. And he's like, no, no, no. It's good to train while you rest. And then it cuts like to inside of his mind and he's like, if they passed me in one half of one day, I would lose all
0: confidence. <laughs> yeah. Which is so sad because they then proceed to train for the rest of the night, like off screen and are like totally, perfect at it the next day and yeah, so she's the cool. saddest um the other thing is there's these three guys that are super dumb there's pogo stick there's wheelchair guy and there's one arm dude uh those are their names <laughs> and, and they their whole thing is they look for rookies because they're kind of basically so their story is essentially that they show up on the 200th floor before they're ready they become physically injured They make it back to the 200th floor, and they're sort of kind of resentful, and they want to inflict pain on other newbies like what happened to them. But they're also cowards, so they want to find the newbies and get easy wins. And that way they can rack up their 10 victories and make it to the floor champion without having to actually have fights against the really crazy powerful people. And honestly, it's not a... It's not a brave strategy, but it is a strategy that technically works. You don't have to battle people based on like a a ranking or a seed system. So I don't understand why more people aren't doing it aside from self-respect. These guys don't have any, and they talk some shit to Gon and Killua about having fights with them. And basically, there's like a time limit from the last time you had a fight to the next time you need to without being disqualified. And the rookie crusher dudes are going to run out of time before gone and kilua are forced to fight they're gone and kilua are supposed to wait until they're forced to fight to have a fight and so the rookie crushers hatch a plan to force them into it
1: so the guy that has one arm um he hatches this plan um in order to get them to uh give away free fights and the way give away free fights free fights for everyone (laughs) the way that they're going to do this is that they capture, um, Zushi. Um, and the guy that has one arm actually has a pretty sick technique. He's able to extend his nen out like a phantom limb and he like can Not wrap from it the Venture around. Uh, no, he can wrap it around somebody, and then they can't breathe. Like, and so he does this around Zushi, and Zushi like passes out. Yeah, um, it's pretty and, sweet.
0: And I was like, "Do we see this guy fight?" And no, we don't. No, <laughs>
1: yeah. um, because Hisoka's and uh, not Hisoka. Um, Killua tells him, "He's like, hey, that's not cool that you're doing this. If you give him back right now, and you don't threaten us, and you make this promise, then um, I promise that I will give each of you two a free win." And he's like, okay, they're like, okay, uh, yeah, well, that's this good is... with us. Except for we've taken one of his shoes and we're still going to, like, you know, Runa. bribe him with
0: shoes. This is important. Kilua, basically, he's like, I don't like that you did this. I'm making an agreement to throw the match to you guys so you get the easy wins that you want. But the deal is you can't come after Zushi anymore. You can't come after Gon. This is the deal. Don't break it. Or, uh, or else. And he sort of, like, trails off. And they're like, oh, or else what? And he's like, just don't break your promise.
1: <laughs> so, and then they immediately break their promise. Uh-huh, and then
0: <laughs> immediately regret.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this guy that has one arm, he's, like, sitting there and he's thinking, he's like, oh, I've got... Two free wins out of this. Only one more win to go, and I'm going to be inside of the like the the grand club of these people that are like floor masters. Uh-huh. And it, in this moment, he has. Um, it, you see Kilow in the background, and then you see uh, a knife come through his face, and then it like cuts back to what's actually happening, and it's like a mind technique that um Killow has done to him, which I don't know makes if it's him a-
0: basically. I don't know if it's a technique or if he's just that scared that it feels like he's been stabbed. It's a little yeah. unclear. And
1: Killua is waiting behind him with a knife right behind his head, and he's like, if I see your face again, I will kill you. And he's like, you better not be there when we go into this fight. And so and he's not. he gets really, <laughs> afraid, really, really fucking afraid, and he's just like... Uh and then you see like the next thing is him like making a call to the other guys and he's like,
0: "Hey, so I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> we we messed up you guys." <laughs> <laughs> so the the other thing that happens at the end of this episode is uh Killua, I think he's learned through rage fire that he uh he now knows how to use Gyo and they rewatch the fight with Hisoka and Killua yeah, sees everything that happens with Hisoka's Nen perfectly, and deduces what's going on exactly correctly. And, and then uh, you
1: find out that Gon also had mastered Gyo overnight. Yeah, but, but Gon wasn't was good like, at I didn't fucking understand it. <laughs> yeah,
0: because Gon is just a simple, wonderful child.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's go to episode 34, Power X2, Axe Avenge. Um, <laughs> this episode this is, is all about... This episode is all about uh, beating up people with handicaps. Uh, right. <laughs> so I didn't there's think a about it that montage. way, but you are correct. <laughs> yeah, there's a training montage. Inside of this training montage, we see them getting like better and better at the stuff. My favorite still image is Gon punching at kilowatt, kilowatt, Kilowatt stopping it. And Zushi's just in the background with his mouth like fully agape, just uh-huh, staring Like, at what him. are
0: they doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> poor Zushi. Uh, Killua shows up at one point to threaten the other two guys, the guy in the wheelchair and the guy with the peg leg. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, it's great. He, he plays this extremely well. Um, he's also gotten a lot of confidence from the training, but he also has a history of being a dangerous, deadly assassin since he's, been even younger than he is now so he has a a plethora of skills to use to intimidate these guys and he knows that like it's not like they're completely unskilled they do have abilities they are dangerous but he's on another level with them and now and now that he has started to master like the basics of men he has nothing to fear with these people because they're weak and they're cowardly so he shows yeah. up, they're like chatting, and then he's just like in their room by the door in the shadows, and he's like, oh, hey, I told the other guy to get the fuck out, but um, here's the same thing I'm going to tell you guys. Don't mess with me, I'm mad at you, and I and will And then hurt he just you.
1: appears on the windowsill. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it, they're like, uh and before and, they were like, yes, we need to use these techniques. We can totally do this without any problems. And then he tells them just to be play fair and nothing bad will happen to them. And then uh-huh. when he leaves, they're like, all right, let's play fair. Well, because while
0: he, he's like, you guys need to play fair, because I think I've demonstrated easily that I can show up where you are whenever I'd like to, even if you're sleeping. So, play or by the We're taking rules. a shit.
1: He also yeah. says are taking a
0: shit. Yeah. It's uh, it's great. It is effective intimidation and it 100% works.
1: Yeah. Uh, Don't
0: make him Pulp Fiction you,
1: where yeah. he killed like John Travolta on the toilet. <laughs>
0: uh, so, um, so we're going to go into a series of three different fights really quickly. We're going to get Guido versus Gone. Guido is the name of the guy on the pogo stick um Gon is this time using a fishing rod for a weapon which you may remember has been a weapon that he's used in the past um Gon, uh starts to lunge at guido and then guido does his defensive maneuver where he starts spinning really fast like a top so he's hard to hit um guido also launches out some tops um similar to what he did in their original fight uh, except instead of these tops kind of bashing into whatever's around them, these are more like little bullets or missiles guided at um, at uh, Gon. Gon throws up a shield of his own Nen, and they basically explode against it harmlessly. And oh. Killua is in the stands, and he thinks to himself, like, Gon's reflexes are so good that he could have easily knocked those out of the air with his fishing rod, but he definitely chose to protect himself with his aura instead as a psychological play against Guido. So then,
1: um, then he throws out his, uh, fishing rod and not his fishing rod, but like the cat, he casts the, um, the the hook and lure at the end of it. He, Guido's like, well, he's trying to catch me by the, by my pogo stick. (laughs) Yeah. And he actually is aiming for the piece of, uh, the, the edge of the piece of tile that Guido is on. He pulls on that piece of tile so strongly that the piece of tile rips up into the air, launching Guido into midair. Then when he lands, Gone is like already on top of him and punches so hard down that he crushes through the metal, um, the metal leg that this guy has. It breaks into little pieces and he's like, um, you need to get out of here. If you uh, if you don't, the next time I'm going to punch you. I'm going to punch you in the face. Specifically, shows, if like, you ever
0: threaten my friends again, I'm going to punch you in yeah. the face. Which it's <laughs> and, like that's one of the things about Gon is like he's so charming and sort of like has this childlike sense of wonder and innocence and glee. And if you mess with his friends, he is very serious about it.
1: Yeah, and so then we're going to go into uh, wheelchair fighter. Um, yeah, his name's guy, hard to
0: pronounce. <laughs>
1: it's it's real real
0: Velt um, or something like that. We're just gonna call him Wheels or wheelchair guy or whatever. Yeah, Wheels
1: Velt is what we'll he call has. Him. He um, has a
0: he has the wheelchair with like the giant fucking monster truck wheels.
1: He's, he's a real dumb character and yeah. we're going to continue to show you how he is dumb. Why, um, Why snakes? Gonna against- <laughs> Why? Anyways, so Killua going to fight against him first. The first technique that he shows when Killua tries to attack him really fast.
0: Um, oh, jumps this is a great moment of animation. Up- Beautifully animated. Uh, And it kind of doesn't last, I guess, but it's a really fucking sick series of movements when Killua, like, launches himself into the air. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. He jumps over the top of this guy, and he jumps a little bit too high, because by the time he lands, his opponent has enough time to realize this and move right before he gets, like, chopped onto his head and basically gets probably decapitated. Um, He uses this ability called, like, something flash or something, where he uses his stored nin energy to turn into like boosters for his wheelchair and he like boosts across the field then he pulls out the dumbest technique which is to pull out two whips and then to whip around himself very very fast and he he's like Haha, and song of back defense back <laughs> Yeah it's actually Anyways.
0: I thought about it it was it's kind of interesting because um they both have both of the the people from the trio that we see fight have some sort of like perfect defense strategy. And I kind of like that because they're, they're both displayed as cowards and their strategies have a sort of like passive defensive quality to it. And I like that. It it makes sense for them as characters. Um, we don't see that as much from the one-armed guy and he only shows what he can do one time briefly and not in a combat situation. But, uh, I think it fits really nicely with what these characters are up to, that they are defensive Um, and they're defensive in similar ways in that it's hard to get to them and hard to do anything to them when they're in the defensive mode, but it is different enough that it doesn't feel like a repeat. Mm -hmm. So
1: um, wheelchair guy um, is using these whips to try to like keep kill away. Killua then grabs the whips in midair because they're supposed to be moving so fast that you can't grab them, and then he's like, Haha, What you didn't expect though is that the whips are full of electricity and also have snakeheads for some reason. So uh-huh, they so like bite, bite him. Down, why
0: not? <laughs> yeah,
1: they bite onto Killua and then like use electricity to like shock Killua to death. Killua is unfazed by this in the slightest, and he Cause throws because of his assassin childhood. Uh, yeah, he throws wheelchair guy out of his wheelchair and up into the air, and then the guy's like, "I'll die if I fall and nobody catches me. Please catch me." And uh, Killua is still being electrified, and he's like, "Sure, I'll catch you," and he like <laughs> catches him and he like electrocutes him until really, he like passes out. Then it's we great. like we cut to the next fight, and well, it's between Killua and the like the the guy that no, has the the top guy, and he's like not gonna come to the
0: fight. <laughs> oh yeah, he's gone he's I think he's still injured. And then um Killua also catches up to Gon because Gon's going to fight against the wheelchair guy and he's like, "Hey, um those snakes bit me and they electrocuted me and it didn't bother me, but that's cuz of my assassin childhood. Like don't get bit by them or it'll hurt you." And Gon's like, "It's cool, yeah. I got a plan."
1: <laughs> yeah. And so Gon's going to fight him next. Gon um, instead of doing this whole thing, he like immediately starts, um, using his like song of defense thing with a bunch of whips gone. Instead, just like, fuck that. He picks up one of the tiles, throws it at him and These he tries giant to dodge stone
0: it. tiles from the like, yeah. <laughs> floor of the arena. It's huge. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. And so he tries to dodge it. And as he tries to dodge it, gone Ga- goes the same way that he can only go with the stupid wheelchair. So Gon lands on the thing and then like grabs onto the whips and then like makes the whips bite into the guy. And he's like, no, no okay, he grabs let- his
0: wrists first and like squeezes oh, yeah, so hard that the guy drops. Rips. Yeah. I think he breaks them. It's not, it's not explicit or clear, But he definitely hurts his arms enough to make him drop them, if not snaps his wrists. And then he grabs them, and he like attaches them, and he's like, oh, do I turn it on this way? And the guy's like, no! And just passes out from the fear of being hit with the entire voltage directly. And Gon's like, I was just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the last cool thing that happens in this episode is that uh, Gon, as he's walking out, Hisoka's waiting there. And basically, there's this great moment between like the two rivals where he's like, "You become strong enough to try to stand against me," and it's just this this foreshadowing yeah. of this badass fight that's going to happen in the next yeah. series of episodes. He goes,
0: "I'll fight you anytime, any place," and it's like it yeah. feels pretty triumphant, even though Hisoka is still dangerous and scary. You're like really proud of Gon and the fact that like he's being recognized. Yeah, it's and that's uh, that's it. Yeah. It's a great Anyways, way to
1: stay in shape. Um, stick with us. Uh, we'll be back um, after these credits with the uh, preview of the next episode. These
0: messages. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions.
1: With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain
0: English Productions. These are level five sound wizard. Our podcast is ad free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon members get exclusive member content and unlock group perks. Follow us on Twitter at BNS Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped.
1: If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. And remember, new episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform.
0: Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. We're going to join a cult. One of us. us? One One of us. Google Gavo. Google Gavo. So stupid.